Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. Begin to be poured out upon all men. <laughs> this is there. Spoken by the prophet Joel. Uh-huh. This is there. Spoken by the prophet Joel. Uh-huh. In the last days, that pour out my spirit, saith the Lord. Bob here, the Tell It Like It Is radio show. This is a live broadcast coming to you live from the studios of KDIX AM 
Dickinson, North Dakota. And we are also picked up on KDIX's website and also on Holy Ghost Radio Channel 2. And so if you're listening tonight, everybody texting me is from out of town. Is there anybody from Dickinson listening tonight? Text me. Uh, we've got Carl uh, and Jeannie are listening tonight. Where are those guys at? Let's see. I never know where he's going to be texting me from. Carl and Jeannie are listening. We've got uh, the Millers in Gulva, North Dakota. We've got uh, Brother Griffith out in Great Falls, Montana. Jody in Harvey and, and Eve Lee and Doug Fuller. Somewhere on Lake Sakakawea listening, or near Lake Sakakawea listening tonight. We've got Dave, Lauren, maybe Jonathan listening in Fargo tonight. So we've got uh, people from all over the place, but where? Oh, yeah, okay, so Carl's listening from Kansas tonight. But do we have anybody from Dickinson, North Dakota? That's where we're broadcasting from. This, If you're tuning in on any other way besides Dickinson, you, you will think, you will not know that we are actually live on an AM station here that broadcasts right here in Dickinson, North Dakota. Of course, that's our target audience. I pastor the New Life Pentecostal Church at 501 Elks Drive, Dickinson, North Dakota. That's right on the interstate. It's pretty cool. Um, All the visitors that we've been having lately, lots of visitors, and many of them just see us on, see our sign. Had another young lady there, um, just saw our sign on the interstate. And so... um, there is something to be said having a church on the interstate. Who could have ever dreamed that uh, we would have seen that? My wife and I, when this Elks building came up for sale, this was just beyond our imagination that um, that it could happen. But it did happen, and we're excited about it. We were able to pay cash for it, and um, this bu- building will seat about 500 people with everything wide open. And um, and so we're excited about it. Hello from Jasmine and Bismarck. Hello from Melissa, Tristan, Elena, Remington, Lane, up north of Belfield. Steve and Elaine are listening. Sir, there's somebody from Dickinson. Um, the um, so They're saying we're not on Holy Ghost Radio for some reason. I wonder what's going on there. Um, the uh, uh, the well, I'll, I'll text Brother Duran and find out uh, what's happening. We've got... Um, topic tonight I want to talk about is something I spoke about in our church, and um, so we're going to get into that here in just a minute. Uh, this week, just going to make an announcement that we do have special a special speaker here in Dickinson, uh, Joseph Conroy. He's a man that's certainly not a stranger to the Dickinson Church. He's going to be speaking in our, our beach church on Tuesday night at the Beach Community Center at 7.30. The Dickinson Church is on Wednesday night at 7.30, and the Bowman Church on Thursday night at 7.30. So Brother Conroy is going to be speaking in um, all those places. Just had um, a text from the team that went out to the women's prison, had seven women in the first session, the first service, and 20 in the second service. Had a good report, a praise report from our Williston Church. Williston is right north of uh, Dickinson, about 130 miles or so, and there was a lady there that had been blind for the last three years that came to church, and God touched her and healed her, and she was healed of blindness, and that's a very notable miracle, and I I, um, did text the pastor just to find out about it, Um, and so um, the, um, but just exciting to hear what God was doing there. We've got Zach and Leah listening in Fargo, we've got... um, uh, everybody said Holy Ghost Radio is on now, so that's cool. 
Uh, Greg Bull's listening in Jamestown. The Matherns are tuned in. And so we've just got a lot of people um, listening tonight. And uh, I don't know what happened on Holy Ghost Radio, but we weren't on right away. But I guess we are on now, so that's good. All, all kinds of people uh, texting me tonight. So we've got some people in North Carolina, Tim, Tammy, Brandy, listening in North Carolina. Okay, well, let's get right into the uh, scripture tonight. And we do have Abe in the studio with his guitar. I heard him playing over at my house right before the program and um, sounded good. It really sounded good. In the book of Numbers, I'm not going to read the whole story, but Numbers chapter 14. <coughs> I want to read this verse. And it says, All the congregation lifted up their voice and cried, and the people wept that night. And all the children of Israel murmured against Moses and against Aaron. And uh, they said, We wished we would have died in Egypt, or we wished we would have died in the wilderness. Now what's going on here is uh, the children of Israel were just getting (coughs) ready to go into the promised land. And they... They were. Um, they sent in twelve spies to spy out the land to see what what direction they should take and which way they should do it. <clears throat> Ten of the spies came back saying, "We can't do this. The there's the, the people are too strong for us. They're too mighty for us. There there's a group of people there that are the sons of an, uh, one named Anak or Anak that were giants." And because of the, these ten spies, two of the spies, Joshua and Caleb, of course, said we can do this. The other ten spies said we can't do it. People believe those ten spies. And the Bible said in, in our text, in Numbers 14, that they cried all night long. They cried and they wept and they complained to the Lord. And this crying really, really angered God. And you'll find out later in the chapter that God said, all right, what you said will come to pass. You will die in this wilderness. And so he said that everybody of the ten tribes that believed that, that was over the age of 20, were going to die in the wilderness. And for the next 40 years, they wandered in the wilderness until they were all dead. And then they finally got to go in the promised land. I spoke about this in our church service today, and I've got a little more scripture that I can add to it tonight, because I feel like I have a little more time, but... We're going to talk about the two kinds of crying, uh, the one kind that displeases God, the other type that pleases God. And the type that displeases God, I just want to talk about first. This is the crying out in disbelief, the crying out of um, accusing God and, and blaming God and and, uh, and questioning God. This um, this type of, it, it's a, like these people were crying all night long because God told them to do something, and they didn't feel like they could do it. And because of that, they were uh, crying. They were uh, very, very emotional. And so this this type of crying, thank you for praying for my coughing. Thank you so much. That doesn't work good on the radio, does it, coughing? But the the um, this kind of crying is displeasing to God. The type of crying that doesn't want to do what God wants us to do. And we cry out because we think we're going to get our way by crying. It's kind of like a little kid that's crying and thinks he's going to get his way. Uh, that's bad parenting if you let a crying kid get his way. It really is bad parenting. The um, um, oh boy, I've got I, sh- I got to quit reading these texts here. But the, the, the God wants us 
to do it his way, and he wants us to do it with the right attitude. That's what he wants. And so this kind of complaining, whiny, crying, not satisfied with what God has told us, not satisfied with what God has given us, that type of crying is displeasing to God. Uh, that type of crying sounds like self-pity crying. And someday, I've often said this, but I'd like to write a book on self-pity, just because I believe self-pity is one of the most destructive forces that can come against a person. Because once you're wrapped into it, it's just about impossible to get out of it, because self-pity is, is based on pride, and self-pity actually believes that you have a right to feel sorry for yourself. And this kind of crying is displeasing to God. And in my life, I've met many people that have told me, I don't understand, I couldn't understand, I'll never understand. You've never been through what I've gone through, so you don't know what's going on. And and even though that's true, because I don't know if any of us, any of us have ever been through what somebody else has ever been through exactly, <clears throat> I also believe that this type of self-pity is very, very destructive and does not do anything good. And that's why this type of crying is something that is very displeasing to God. It's the kind of crying that Job or Jonah did. Job did it too. And Jonah did it, and uh, we don't know how Jonah turned out. He, well, the last we heard, Jonah wished he was dead. You know, I wished I was dead. Uh, God didn't do what I wanted him to do, and so I wished I was dead. That's the last we heard about Jonah. Now, there's other been other great men in the Bible that have cried the wrong way and have recovered from it. Job was one of them. Elijah was one of them. And so I'm not saying here that we can't um, we can't recover from this type of self pity. But if you don't, if you continue to go down the road of self-pity, you won't have any friends, and you're going to find that you're even alienating God from yourself. And that and that's the scary part, because God won't even want to hang around you when you're feeling sorry for yourself. And so those are the those are the forms of crying that are wrong. They're bad. And I have been <clears throat> around people that were full of self-pity seeming like they were in some kind of contest that their life was the worst of anyone's life. And if you tried to say anything to them, they um, just would get mad at you. That's another thing, a sign of self-pity. When you try to help a person that's in self-pity, they get very upset. And that's why it's so dangerous. They get extremely upset. That's the wrong kind of crying. The crying of disbelief, the crying of murmuring, whining, complaining against God. And I, I'm not going to say much more about that in this program, but I want to get on to the good kind of crying next because there's a good kind of crying, and that's what we're going to spend our program talking about. we got Abe in the studio. He's got his guitar here, and so I'm going to have him go ahead and play a song. doesn't take much for my heart to break You have done it for what seems a million times Whenever I hear 
of your saving grace and how you gave your life in exchange for mine sometimes I wonder why you even love me and why you ever chose to call me child then I remember by your sacrifice I can say that I am yours and you are mine It doesn't take much for me to shed a tear and you have done so many things to make me cry Whenever I think of all that I've done wrong And everything that you have done to make it right Sometimes I wonder why you even love me And why you ever chose to call me child Then I remember by your sacrifice I can't say that I am yours and you are mine You are mine mine You are mine You are mine It doesn't take much for me to shed a tear And you have done so many things to make me cry Whenever I think of all that I've done wrong And everything that you have done to make it right Sometimes I wonder why you even loved me And why you ever chose to call me child Then I remember It's by your sacrifice I can say that I am yours and you are mine I can say that I am yours And you are mine Sounded good. That was Abe in the studio with me, and if you if the texts come in, I'll make him play some more songs too. So maybe we'll just do all Abe music tonight. And we've got Molly in the studio tonight. Good to have Molly with us in the studio, and she um, came down here just to cheer us on. And um, I don't think she's going to say anything. You going to say anything tonight? Nope, not going to say anything. That's all right. We've got other people texting us. Hey, lots of texting now, and even Dickinson people. But we've got Sierra texting us from Arkansas. 
We've got uh, brother and sister Gubrud. They are in Valley City or near Valley City. We've got Ian and Megan down by New England. Uh, Devin from California out there texting. Which part of California? We've got brother Greg from Kentucky. We've got the Schmitz from Bismarck listening. Uh, Yvonne listening in Bowman. And uh, we've got some Stoldorfs listening from Medora tonight. Okay, we are talking about two kinds of crying. And the one kind of crying is just that self-pity, complaining type of crying, and God is not into that. Uh, we, we, he's not into it all. But the other type of crying I want to talk about that God is into is, um, is and, and let me just tell you this, it's important that we know the difference. That, that's why I'm doing the program tonight, it's just to help us know the difference, because I think some people are doing the whiny, complaining crying, thinking they're doing the right kind of crying, but they're not. But there are several kinds of crying found in the scripture that are the right kind of crying. And I know that you that are filled with God's spirit, that, that this the truth of this will resound in your hearts because it's true. Number one, the kind of crying that we do when we begin to cry for others. Because see, God loves tears and he loves crying. But he doesn't like it when we do it for ourselves but he likes it when we do it for others. The book of Lamentations, the entire book of Lamentations, is about Jeremiah crying for his people, for the people of Israel. He 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 just cried, talking about his ear, his eyes are like a river of water. Uh, he he said, "My eye affecteth my heart because of the daughters of my city." He looked around and saw the terrible things, and he began to cry. You know, our, our society, as, as lost as they are, we need to be crying for them. You know, we, this is not something to necessarily be angry about or something to necessarily make fun of. But we have people that are so confused now, they don't even know if they're a man or a woman. And they're getting sex changes because of confusion. This is not funny. This is something to cry about. And I believe God is pleased with that type of crying. When we begin to cry for people, we begin to cry for the homosexual person out there that is is in a deception and is walking contrary to God. This is not something to be angry about. This is not something to to uh, be um, like, oh, I'm going to beat up those people if they say anything to me. That's not right. If, if you're a Holy Ghost-filled person, when you see somebody that's a homosexual, there should be something inside of you that reaches out and, and there should be a, a sympathy, a pity, a crying out to God for them. I was in an airport a while back and I saw a man that was dressed as a woman. And my first thought was to go up and just try to become friends with this person because I felt so bad for him. You see, crying for others, crying for the lost, this is a good type of crying. That's why uh, when we pray, uh, when you mix in tears with your prayers for others, I believe it adds a power to the prayer. I believe that part of intercessory prayer, part of it, is that emotion that can go with it. And I believe it touches God and it moves God. I believe that. When we cry for the lost, you 
parents that have lost children, when you begin to cry to God for them, that's good crying. That is really good crying. And a lot could be said about that. Um, the um, well, we got Max and, and Dryden want me to know they're listening to me driving. They're driving through the state park. So um, the um, boy, a lot of just a lot of people texting. I really thank you so much. The the um, I'm going to mention this again because we weren't on Holy Ghost Radio to start with. But Brother Joseph Conroy is going to be preaching Tuesday night in our Beach Church. Wednesday night in our Dickinson Church and Thursday night in our Bowman Church, all at 7.30. Just want everybody to know that. We're talking about two kinds of crying tonight. How am I doing, Dave? One-armed Dave is listening to me tonight. Is this making sense to you? It was it was so good to see him last Sunday. I got to see him, and I got to see his son, Jonathan, too. Didn't get to see Lauren. But crying to God for others, number two, crying to God because we're lonely for him, for his presence. That's a good kind of crying. You know, uh, if you haven't felt the presence of God or you wished you could feel it stronger, that is a good desire. David expressed that in the Psalms many, many times. For example, Psalms 42 and 1, as the heart Panteth after the water brooks, so panteth my soul after thee, O God. My soul thirsteth for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? My tears have been my meat day and night, while they continually say unto me, Where is thy God? You see, crying out to God for more of his power, more of his presence. You know, I was so encouraged to hear that report of the blind lady in our Williston church this afternoon receiving her sight. I'm, I cry out to God for that, to see those miracles in our midst. I cry out to God for that. Not, I don't care if it's me that prays for him. I don't care who it is that prays for him. I just want God to get glory and I want the unbelievers to see things that will cause their hearts to believe. And that's the purpose of miracles. That is the purpose of them, to give glory to God. That's the reason for them. And so when I heard about that miracle in our Williston church, I was very, very excited. Hey, the mayor of Leffer, North Dakota, just texted me. And um, thank you so much. I, someday I want to meet the mayor of Leffer. Leffer's a little town not too far from here. And, um, Brother um, Blackshear listening tonight from our church. So crying out to God for his presence. Crying out to God. How about this? Crying out to God for his help and his direction. This is a good kind of crying. You know, I told, I, I spoke about this in our church service today. I spoke about this at the county jail today, and now I'm speaking about it tonight. But if you want to cry out to God and to get his attention, start asking him for his help. Start asking him for his direction. I'm not talking about self-pity. The children of Israel in my text, they didn't want God's help. They just didn't want to do what God wanted them to do. It's one thing to be overwhelmed and ask for God's help. But it's another thing to be overwhelmed and just sit there and wallow in your self-pity. Cry out to God for direction. Cry out to God for help. 
Psalm 61, verse 1, which is a psalm that's very dear to me. It's a psalm that I sing a lot because it's been put to music. Hear my cry, O God, attend unto my prayer. From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Crying out to God for direction. Show me what to do, God. Show me what my next step is, God. That kind of crying will get you somewhere with God. You know, that, that kind of crying, that kind of seeking will get you somewhere with God. You know, this, this, um, this idea of crying out to, to God because, because, of you know, of, of your, um, like I say, of your selfish ambitions. You know, God, please give me a brand new Corvette. Boo hoo hoo. Now, nobody prays that probably, but there are people that I've met you know, um, there was a guy that I was trying to win to the Lord one time, and he was telling me about he was all, he was mad at everybody in the church. He said that that man won't even let me date his daughter, and crying, whining, complaining. I wouldn't if I would have had a daughter old enough. I wouldn't have let the guy date my daughter either, because he was just such a whiner and a, and a complainer. You know, he said, "Man, he said I go to go to this church and I don't even have a car." And Pastor Walters has a nice suburban. But you see, that kind of crying, that kind of whining is not what pleases God. The kind of crying that pleases God is when we cry out, God, help me to be what you want me to be. God, show me what to do. God, help me to be useful in your kingdom. God, help me be a blessing to others. Help me be a light to this world. This type of crying out. You know, there should be something in us. And I've said this for years. I don't know if I made it up. I really don't. I, they're probably not. There's nothing new under the sun. But I can't remember if I didn't make it up. Who told me? But always be content with what you have. But never be content with who you are. You know, always be crying out to God for more. To be used more. To let God work in your life more. Let me just say it again. Always be content with what you have. But never be content with who you are. Because this type of crying, this type of stretching. You know, I believe the reason old people get old and the reason some young people act old is because they are not crying out to God for more. You know, sitting in the studio with me is a very talented musician. And he wants to use his talent for the Lord. In fact, I'm going to tell him to pick up his guitar and sing another song. But, but this, um, you know, Abe, I hope that, that 10 years from now, you're a better musician than you are now. Because this type of thing, playing music and singing to the Lord is a great, it's a gift, but it's also something that we have to foster and we have to work at. <clears throat> and I think crying out to God, say, God, could you use me in your kingdom somehow, some way? This is the Tell It Like It Is show. Text me tonight, 701-290-7862. Hello to Sue Jones from Minneapolis listening tonight. And Sierra said they had a lady baptized this morning, and she came up out of the water speaking in tongues.
You've been walking the same old road for miles and miles. If you've been hearing the same old voice tell the same old lies. If you've been trying to feel the same old holes inside. There's a better life. There's a better life. If you've got pain, he's a pain taker. If you feel lost, he's a way maker. If you need freedom or saving, he's a prison shaking savior. If you've got chains, he's a chain breaker. We've all searched for the light of day in the dead of night. We've all found ourselves worn out from the same old fight. And we've all run into things we know just ain't right. There's a better life. There's a better life. If you got pain, he's a pain taker. If you feel lost, he's a way maker. If you need freedom or saving, he's a prison shaking savior. If you got chains, he's a chain breaker. You've been walking the same old road for miles and miles If you've been hearing the same old voice tell the same old lies If you're trying to fill the same old holes inside There's a better life There's a better life If you've got pain, he's a pain taker. If you feel lost, he's a way maker. If you need freedom or saving, he's a prison shaking savior. If you've got pain, chains, he's a chain breaker. You need freedom or saving. He's a prison shaking savior. If you got chain, he's a chain breaker. Listening to the Tell It Like It Is program tonight. That was Abe and uh, Jody texted from Harvey. So happy that my chains have been broken. She said that Abe has got a great God given talent. Abe's Fiance is listening tonight from Arizona. That's brand new stuff. Uh, he flew out to, um, excuse me, not Arizona, Arkansas. Flew out to Arkansas to ask her to marry him last weekend, and she said, she said yes. So um, they're getting married, I think, in January. That's exciting. That'll be my uh, first grandson married, and so that's make me feel old. My wife and I got married when we were seven, so that's why that worked out. Just teasing. Hey, thanks for everybody texting me. Text me tonight, 701-290-7862. We're talking about the, uh, and you can email me. Oh, I forgot to give out my email, robertsimons58 at gmail.com. 
robertsimons58 at gmail.com. So you can email me if you're listening from outside the country. And occasionally we do get those um, get those emails. Crying, two types of crying. The whiny, complainy, uh, disbelief, self-pity crying God hates. Even though there have been great men of God that have done that, uh, but thank, thankfully, they've what's made them a great man of God is I think they've snapped out of it. The other type of crying, the kind of crying for others, the type of crying because we want God's presence in our life, crying for God's help and direction, and then fourthly, crying out to God for forgiveness. This is um, this type of crying God is into big time, and this is the part of the program I really wanted to get into. Crying out to God for forgiveness because we're we're on the tell it like it is radio show and we're broadcast all over the country, but our target audience is right here in Dickinson, North Dakota, and I've always got this desire, thinking that while we're broadcasting, there are people that are just on their way home from Walmart, the bar, um, you know, the lake, and they're tuning into us on this non-religious AM station that we come across on, and. Uh, I've always, that's my desire, that's the reason I do radio, is because it's just a way to reach out to people that might not get to hear it any other way. And I want to say that when you cry out to God and ask God to forgive you, you're going to get God's attention. God hears the cry of a sinner when they're crying out for God's forgiveness. God hears the cry of of, of of this particular cry, and especially when we understand and we ask God to forgive us for sinning against Him. You see, this is the part, this is the reason that repentance doesn't seem to work for some people. They cry, they shed tears, they feel remorse. But they're not sorry to God. They're sorry maybe for themselves of what the consequences of their sin has got them into. Possibly they're sorry about what they've done to others, which is a good thing to be sorry about. But to get somewhere with God, you've got to be sorry to God. Second Corinthians 7.10 says, For godly sorrow worketh repentance to salvation. Not to be repented of, but the sorrow of the world worketh death. And so just being sorry and feeling sorry and thinking about how you've messed things up, messed up your family, lost opportunities, messed up your health, messed up your future, messed up your finances. The Bible said those things work death. They just make you depressed and make you sad. The uh, But the kind of sorrow that gets God's attention is the kind of sorrow that begins to work, godly sorrow that begins to work Repentance. Um, you know, this, this um, Brother Blackshear just texted me, some cries keep one imprisoned in their guilt. That's exactly what I'm trying to say. Um, this, this um, you know, this, this crying out of, of, you know, of I've spent 20 years as an alcoholic and I've ruined everything. <clears throat> and right now, if you're crying because of that, I'm not criticizing you, but I'm telling you 
that we've got to turn our sorrow towards God. We've got to turn our sorrow towards Him. It's called godly sorrow. And when we're sorry to God for sinning against Him, I believe alcoholism is a sin against God. You can believe whatever you want. Because God wants to be our God. He wants to be number one in our life. And an alcoholic only has one God. And it's alcohol. Drug addiction is a sin against God. Because you've taken the place, you've taken the greatest commandment that says, or the first of the Ten Commandments, which says, Thou shalt have no other gods before me. And you've placed a god before him called methamphetamine. See, that's a sin against God. Drug addiction is a sin against God. Being hooked on pornography is a sin against God. Being, being hooked on um, any type of addictive, addictive things that keep us away from God, the house of God, the things of God that keep us away from prayer, these are sins against God. I've said this for years. In fact, I wrote a little Bible study on it. If you want a copy of it, I can get you one. It's called The Most Important Commandment. And the most important commandment, I in my little Bible study of like nine scriptures to try to lead people to God, to, to repentance, I say that the most the greatest sin in the world is to break the greatest commandment. It puts you in the class of the greatest sinners. And the greatest commandment is to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, mind, and strength. If you're the president of the United States, you can be amongst the greatest sinners. If you're a if you're a religious person, you can be amongst the greatest sinners. Because if you do not love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, mind, and strength, you are breaking the greatest commandment, and you need to ask God for forgiveness for sinning against Him. He wants to be number one in our life, and if He's not what number one in our life. He's not happy with us. See, that's why crying out to God for forgiveness is more than just forgiveness of your lost opportunities and your and your sad consequences. But crying out to God, there was a 14-year-old girl came up to me at church today and said, I finally figured out what it means to ask God for forgiveness today. She told me that. Just a 14-year-old little girl. It made me feel so good. Somebody got it. Somebody's getting it. Somebody understands this. I was 20 years old before I figured this out. You know, you could have certainly maybe convinced me that I was sinning against others. And I was sinning against my own self. But it wasn't until I learned that I was sinning against God did I truly want to repent and ask God for forgiveness. So crying out to God is the good kind of crying. You know, just as a parent knows their child, whether their child's cries are real or if they're just fake, if they're just, or if they're real or if they're for self-pity. You know, Abe, you've got ten younger brothers and sisters, and you've watched this. Of course, you didn't do this because you were born just mature. But they'll they'll be crying, like they'll they'll stop crying if nobody's around, and as soon as mom or dad or somebody shows up, they'll start crying again. Well, how could they stop crying if they were really hurt? See, they started crying because they're looking for attention. And a good parent knows this. And God knows this about us. And we need to know that God knows this. 
you know, we need the good kind of crying in our life. The kind of crying that the psalmist said in Psalm 56 and 8, where he said that God puts our tears in his bottle. Are they not in his book? That's the good kind of crying. The good kind of crying is, is, um, is the kind of crying that Romans 10, 13 talks about. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How shall they call on him whom they have not believed? How shall they believe in him whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? That's why I'm doing this radio show. Because I want to tell people, there is someone to cry out to, and his name is Jesus. And he can help you. Now, some people are so stinking proud they won't cry out to Jesus. They, they won't. They just think they're supposed to fix it all themselves. And that works for many things. But it does not work for many things. You know, um, <clears throat> a funny story. My um, my son and my youngest son and his wife, they had a dog for many years named Scotch. And one day, Tracy went out to check the cattle. Kind of in the middle of the night, her husband was sleeping and everybody else was sleeping. And she was out on this kind of muddy cow pen and a mean cow knocked her down to the ground. And every time she tried to get up, this cow kept knocking her down and she was scared. And she began to cry out, Jesus, Jesus. And then she cried out, Scotch. And that dog came running and nipped at the ankles of that cow and Tracy was able to get up. And I guess the next day, Tracy's husband shot the cow and made hamburger out of it. I think that's the story. But but the uh, we have a name that we can cry that's mightier than Scotch, the dog. You know, I believe that we live so far below what God wants us to do because we won't cry out to him for our help. You know, you just need to call my name and I'll be there, songwriter said. The name of Jesus is the most precious, one of the most precious gifts that has ever been given to man. And we, do, we dare not take his name in vain. But when we call his name, there's salvation in the name, Acts 3.16, and his, in his name, through faith in his name, hath made this man strong, Acts 4.12, neither, neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven, given among men, whereby we must be saved. I'm going to tell you this, he doesn't come running just when anybody calls his name like some kind of magic potion. But he hears those who seek for him with all their heart. Jeremiah 29 says, Then shall you call upon me, and you shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you, and you shall seek me and find me, when you shall search for me with all your heart. It's the righteous people that are trying to do what's right. Their cry is something that God hears. You know, the cry of the righteous. Psalm thirty-four, fifteen: the eyes of the Lord are open, are, are, are upon the righteous. And his ears are open under their cry. If you're living like the devil and you cry out to Jesus to help you and save, you know, your marriage... I'm going to tell you, I want to just give you a little instruction here. If you're living like the devil, why don't you cry out and ask for forgiveness first? 
and get your life right with God and then start crying out to Jesus to help you with other things. I think we got to get the order right. You know, um, the only cry that God hears of the sinner is the cry of asking for forgiveness or even asking for direction. That's the cry. The eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous. His ears are open under their cry. The face of the Lord is against them that do evil to cut off the remembrance of them from the earth. The righteous cry, and the Lord heareth and delivereth them out of all their troubles. The righteous cry, and the Lord heareth. You see, the Lord will help those. You know, there's a, you know the Bible's misquoted a lot. People say, uh, well, you know, the good book says the Lord helps those that help themselves. Well, the good book doesn't say that, folks. It doesn't say it anywhere. Now, I mean, I get it, you know, that I understand that we've got to help ourselves, in, plus, you know, asking God to help us. But we've got, to, we've got to be part of the solution. I get that. But the Bible doesn't say that. It doesn't say the Lord helps those who help themselves. The Lord helps those who cry for help. Luke 18 and 9, Jesus told a parable about something like this. Or is it, you got that song queued up? Did you ever figure out that song? Okay, well, I'm going to have Abe play a quick song. I'm going to look at my text. He's going to come back in and give out some information about how to get a hold of us during the week, and then we'll wrap this up. You felt like you were loved So what went wrong But do you know There's a place where you belong Here in my arms When you feel like you're alone In your sadness And it seems like no Oh, my 
This is a Tell Like It Is radio broadcast coming to you live from Dickinson, North Dakota. And if you'd like to visit our church, you can do that. We're from the New Life Pentecostal Church here in Dickinson. Our address is 501 Elks Drive. And we'd love to have you join us for service. Our, we have Sunday school at 10 o'clock a.m. every Sunday morning. And then at 11 o'clock is our worship service. And uh, that's every Sunday. And there's also, um, I believe there's still Children's Church for the kids, or is it last Sunday? Okay, this Sunday, no Sunday school. Just um, this next service, or this next Sunday, we'll only have a worship service at 11 o'clock. But our normal times are Sunday school at 10 a.m. and worship service at 11. And our next service is Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m., and we'd love to have you for that. Also, if you're from Beach, you can you can go to an apostolic service at the Beach Community Center every Tuesday night at 7.30 p.m. That's every Tuesday night at the Beach Community Center. Also, in Bowman, there is a apostolic church called the Truth, or the Cornerstone Apostolic Church, and the address to that church is 18 North Main. They hold service every Thursday night at 7.30. And um, they'd love to have you there in Bowman at the Cornerstone Apostolic Church. Also, if you're from Beulah, there is an apostolic church there, the Truth Community Church. The address to that church is 223rd Street Northwest. And they have service Sunday morning at 10.30 and Wednesday night at 7 o'clock, and they'd love to have you join them in Beulah. If you'd like more for information on um, any of these um, church services or, or uh, churches or just about our church, the New Life Pentecostal Church, you can email Pastor Simons. His his email is robertsimons58 at gmail.com, or you can call or text him. His cell phone number is 701-290-7862. Thank you, Abe, and um, thank you all for listening tonight. <coughs> Our online theologian, Jody's listening. She's got some good stuff here. Last weekend, this week, uh, just talking about, uh, she was making an analogy about her kids whining and complaining and how much trouble they get in from her, and she said, I don't want to be that way to God, <laughs> and, and exactly right. We, um, uh, I was encouraged by that report of that blind person healed in our Williston church. I, I've, I'm blind in one eye, and I've been praying that God will heal me. I don't whine and complain about it, I, I, I don't think, but I do believe God's a healer. So he said, you have not because you ask not. I was thinking about uh, Jeremy listening from Bismarck tonight. I hope that encouraged him, too, to believe God for a miracle in his life. The um, you know, Just exciting to hear what God does. I just want you to know God is still God, and he still does. The same God of the Acts 238 message is alive and well today, and um, and he can do anything. Just going to wrap up the program. We just have a few minutes, but God is looking for the right kind of crying. He's looking for that humility. He's looking for people that are crying out to him for help. They realize they need him. They can't do it on their own. Um, Isaiah 57.15 says, For thus saith the high and lofty one, that inhabiteth eternity. Just think about that. That's quite a statement. The high and lofty one that inhabiteth eternity. This is talking about God, whose name is holy. I dwell in the high and holy place, 
with him also that is of a contrite and humble spirit to revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart of the contrite ones. Just think about what this is saying. This God who is high and lofty, he, he lives in eternity, which is really something we can't comprehend. He said, and I am holy and I dwell in this high and holy place with the people that are humble, the people that need me, the people that are crying out to me. You know, um, many years ago, I was out hunting deer with my dad. I was just a boy. I was too young to carry a rifle. And my dad, we were hunting south of Mandan, North Dakota, and there was some heavy tree coverage there where we were hunting, kind of a river bottom area. And my dad told me to walk a certain way. He said, you're going to come to a hill. He pointed the direction. You'll come to a hill. Follow that hill. And I'll be, he said, I'll be at the end of that hill waiting. Maybe you'll drive a deer towards me. Well, I started walking and, uh, and it was snowing very heavily. And I ran into a little baby fawn, maybe just a few feet from me. And I stared at that thing and it stared at me and I finally moved and it ran away. But I kind of lost my bearings. And I got lost, and I started walking, and nothing seemed like it should be. And uh, the wind was blowing very heavy, and it was it was snowing uh, very heavy. And I realized I was lost. And I began to call out to my dad, 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 Dad. And I was crying out as loud as I could. Now, what I did not know is the wind was blowing away from me towards my dad, and he could hear every single word I was saying. In fact, he even tried to fire his rifle so that I could hear it, but I couldn't hear it because of the way the wind was blowing. And uh, and so what he did was he followed my voice to where I was, and he found me, and I was very, very relieved. Now, his version of that story was very embarrassing because he said it wasn't dad, dad, dad. It was dad, dad, dad. And he said I was crying and praying, and he heard all. He heard it all. I was pretty embarrassed. I might have been eight or nine or ten. I don't know how old I was. But you know what? If you are lost today, you need to cry out to Jesus. You need to call out to Him. You need to cry out to Him and say, Jesus, I want you to come find me. I'm lost. And that type of crying will get somewhere with God. Um, you can do that right now. You can cry out to Jesus right now. I also want you, if you're doing that right now, I also want you to come and meet us this Wednesday night at 730. Um, we've got a special speaker at church. He is a great preacher, very interesting guy. But I want you to come to church and um, because when you call out to Jesus and ask for forgiveness, it's called repentance. And your next step is to be baptized in water in the name of Jesus. And then the Bible says you can receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And we, we, we want to get to know you. 501 Elks Drive is our address. Lord Jesus, tonight I pray for those that are listening. God, certainly you've orchestrated this program and I pray that there are those even right now that are crying out, calling out to you.
maybe up to this point didn't know you were real, didn't know they could call on your name. Maybe that they're at a place in their life that they really, really are empty. And I just pray that they will call out to you in the beginning, calling out to you for forgiveness, direction. <clears throat> and then, God, as they grow with you, they'll be able to call out to you for other things. We just pray that you'll help us today. We know that you're not going to turn your back on those that sincerely cry out to you. We just pray tonight in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening. Thank you for all the texting, all the encouragement you gave me, and uh, just a lot of lot of texts. I'll read a lot of these after the show's over uh, next week. Abe's going to be in the studio. We're going to be doing something special, and uh, you'll have to wait and see what's going on then. Till then, God bless and good night. You are my Lord. You are my Lord. You are my light. You are my light. You are my joy in the midnight. You speak the word. You speak the word. I feel a call. I love in you. I can be strong.
Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.